What's going on, Buffs on Podcast fans? I'm here today with you with Gabe and Khan. We're back with another episode coming in with our first full off-season preview. We're going to be tackling subjects like our new coach, our preferred draft pick, our team options, our free agent signings, our dream starting five, and Gabe's got a special segment of his own. So stay tuned to the end to hear Gabe's special segment. But how are you, how are you guys doing today? We're, we're nearing um, the end of the first round. Some first rounds have already closed out. Basketball season is in full effect as we head into the summer. How are you feeling about the playoffs? How are you feeling about the up, uh, upcoming offseason for us? It's finals week, and I've been watching way too much basketball. You know, got things <laughs> to do. But I, just, I guess can't not tune in to uh, fucking Nuggets, Wolves. <laughs> Must watch basketball. I mean, that's how we're doing. Ready to, ready to drop a pod? Yeah, yeah. Same here. I'd like, it's nice falling in love with watching basketball again after being <laughs> subject to the <laughs> the past 82 games of Pistons. Dude, uh, basketball is insane. It's so fun to watch. Like high level shot making, when people take difficult shots and then make difficult shots, is just like when you watch the Pistons all the time and it's got to be like the perfect shot for it to go in. It's crazy to watch people hit nonsense shots. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be discussing all things Pistons in today's pod and starting off with one of the biggest subjects, one that's going to be talked about almost the whole offseason until a decision is going to be made. And that is the current head coaching vacancy. Uh, and like we said, we're going to go through and, and discuss our dream, our perfect plan, if we were the GM for the day. Um, so let's start with Gabe. Upcoming season, big decision about who's going to coach this team. What is your ideal world? Who's coaching in it? Well, we heard the three finalists were, well, not, there, there can still be more names added, but they're the first three to get a second interview. And that's, uh, Charles Lee, uh, Collins, and uh, what's the the G League guy? Kevin yeah, Ollie. Kevin Ollie. Overtime of those, elite. Not the yeah, overtime elite. Honestly, of those three, he's the only guy I don't really want. No reason, really, that other than he doesn't have a lot of NBA experience. He was good at college, but college is not the same sport, pretty much. And I think it's kind of been written uh, that it's going to be Charles Lee. He is, I mean, I don't know anything about him. I don't know anything about any of these guys, but he fits the bill. And if he gets picked by Weaver, then that's my dream coach pretty much. Fair enough. Back in what, what Weaver is going to do. Honey, who you got for your ideal coach for next season? Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Charles Lee man as well. Uh, Kevin Ollie, I don't like, I mean, I don't like that he coached overtime elite. I think it's kind of a joke of a league, uh, like to call that a developmental league on the same like mm-hmm. level as even like NCAA basketball is kind of silly. Uh, they do some really, I don't know, stuff that is just not conducive to basketball at a higher level there. Uh, that being said, uh, that does not mean I I want to disrespect Kevin Ollie as a coach or a guy who knows basketball because he was at UConn for so long. And before that, this man was a basketball player, an NBA basketball player for 13 years. Uh, he played for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 
uh, some some repeats, but double-digit NBA teams. This man has been around. This man knows the system. He knows the game. But uh, no, my my perfect world is Charles Lee as well, and that really revolves around. It's going to sound a little dumb, but uh, that he's thirty-eight years old. Uh, Kevin Ollie is fifty. Uh, Jaron Collins, I'm not sure, but 34. 34? 44. 44. Uh, Jaron Collins, I'm sure. I mean, all of these guys are. Whoa, Jaron Collins is a big man. You don't see a lot of big man NBA coaches. You know, a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You bring up. All that. You don't see a lot of 6 11 coaches. You know, I take it back. Perfect. I know guy. nothing about him either. So Perfect. I'd be cool Zero with him as well. Him. Other than he also, yeah, he played. For 10 years, and he was an assistant for Golden State from 2014 to 2021. That's kind of the sweet spot to be a coach in Golden State. Yeah. I'll take it back. I'll take it back. I'll take Jaron Collins. I want a big man coach, man. I want the handshake <laughs> coach for our guy to just absolutely dominate the other man in that, in that <laughs> handshake after the game. Um, coming into this, I was kind of splitting hairs between um, Jason Collins. <clears throat> and and um excuse me um what's the guy's name charles lee i was stuck between collins and lee um i when i saw kevin ollie's name in the next round of the interviews i was a bit surprised but again i don't want to disrespect him and his game because quite frankly i'm not too knowledgeable about his resume but jason collins really really did stand out to me and when i was listening to the bun and cardigan podcast um hosted by james edwards uh, apparently Jason Collins had a really really good interview and um, Edwards just it constantly felt like he was favoring towards him um, in the podcast but 44 years old so he, I guess like you said with Charles Lee's 38 he fits that young core if you like um, seven years as an assistant with the Warriors he was their original defensive coordinator as well which is obviously um, you know in a pretty pretty impressive role there with the way they won championships um, with such a good defense um, and he went to Stanford so you know he has um, the tools, the brain, 10-year NBA vet, has the basketball IQ, um, and he's currently an assistant with the Pelicans, who, when they've been healthy, were flying incredibly high. This guy checks all the boxes for me, and it's it's not to say that Charles Lee really doesn't. It was almost just like picking between the two of them, um, but the resume looked really impressive for Jason Collins, um, and he is my preferred pick for our head coaching vacancy um, this offseason. Let's move on to our uh, our draft pick then. Obviously, I mean, in an ideal world, I think we all want the number one pick here. Um, but are there any alternates, um, I don't know, options you see? Should we fall one? Should we not fall one? Where are you guys seeing with this upcoming draft? I know it's such a large topic, but just at a broad view, like, where, what are you guys thinking about this upcoming draft pick? No, if we're talking perfect offseason, there is no perfect offseason without us securing the number one pick and drafting Victor Wembanyama. Uh, but beyond that, I think there are some teams in the later lottery, uh, that might be looking to move those picks and, um, I'll be looking to Portland, huh? Portland, Portland, maybe Portland, Dallas, uh, OKC has said that they're ready to move picks because they have so many uh toronto might new orleans might because like where are you really getting from those like late lottery picks if you're a team that's trying to you know compete um so in my perfect world what i said is that we secure or the first pick and then somehow through a trade with i don't know bogey alec burks whatever makes the trade happen 
and we draft either Anthony Black or Grady Dick. Uh, those are two very different guys. Grady Dick is probably the best shooter in college basketball right now. Long reminds me a lot of Bogdanovich, like right now, in a similar sort of way of getting to buckets, uh, move, being movement shooters, hitting it at three levels. Uh, I hate saying this because it is a, such a cliche, but he's kind of sneaky athletic. Uh, he picked up a couple oops. <laughs> he's not the worst defender. And then Anthony Black is just, is would be such a beautiful connective piece. He's not the same level shooter, but he is like a really dogged defender and an outstanding playmaker, passer, uh, connector. Um, so he could. he's also huge and can kind of play that backup point. So when we need a backup point next year, when it is inevitably fi- in my perfect offseason, Weaver realizes that Killian Hayes sucks and he drops him. Uh, so Anthony Black kind of gets to run our second unit a little bit. And he could also play with the other two guards because, again, he is forward size. He almost reminds me a little bit. I'm pulling this directly off. You guys follow Hoops Intellect on YouTube? Yeah, the best basketball oh, draft right. YouTuber. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hoops Intellect is really the, the best draft guide guy in the world. He compared him to uh, a Josh Giddy. Which I just really liked. Josh Giddy with some defense. Which, uh... So, yeah, my dream with the draft would be to pick up another pick in the late lottery and get ourselves a wing. I could see that happening. Uh, I disagree that Grady Dick's the best shooter. I think that goes to uh, Jordan Hawkins on UConn. This guy is insanely lights out. And if he's still there late lottery, if Taylor Hendricks is still there, and, yeah, Grady Dick as well, those are probably my three guys I'd keep an eye on, uh, you know, around the 10th pick maybe. But I'd even go to the direction where if, like J- James Edwards mentioned value in that same podcast, if we fall four, five, we move that pick, you know. Like, to me, this isn't a very top-heavy draft. Obviously, there's Scoot and there's uh, Wemby. But after that, I think the next 10 are all, like, good, good bets to go in, like, three through whatever. So including would you Brandon to, would huh? you want to trade like if we had four or five would you want to trade like down for like two picks yeah like tr- trade down trade i don't know yeah trade five for 11 and 13 or something for from okc whatever they end up having or right. for an established player who's a good like uh i don't know a good bench piece a good spot starter I just don't really think this draft like like Grady Dick I think is like you could pick him at four right like who what player stops you from picking him there and like I think if he's gone you're gonna have another viable option open at ten or eleven or whatever so yeah it's a with the draft obviously Wemby and then after that I just want to see Weaver do some stuff again I. I hated those days where we just we had one pick and we knew we we're just gonna pick once. There's no action coming, no trades, no anything. Those days are behind us, so I'm just excited for the later uh, draft night now. Yeah, I was gonna stand your toes with with Weaver here. Now, uh, I went on a pretty similar route with you guys. Obviously, ideal off season. We're picking one. I'm picking Victor Wembanyama. But should we fall? For me, it's out of top three. I would throw Brandon Miller into that that top three mix where I'm okay with picking. But should the Pistons land at four or five, I'm very open to 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 moving that pick um, and attaching um, I don't know when Alec Burks, a Boyan Bogdanovich to it um, to to bring in another another asset. Um, either that being another player who can help us directly or just more draft picks. Um, 
to keep stacking up, but I'm definitely open to trading that fourth and fifth pick. But obviously, um, you know, the the goal here is is drafting Victor Wembanyama at number one. But the draft is one way to acquire players. Another way is through free agency. Uh, the Pistons have multiple team options on their roster. Um, we're going to dive into that a little bit before getting into our overall free agent targets. Um, I'm going to kick us off with our team options because I think some of them are are pretty straightforward and and perhaps it's a case you can make for a few guys. But the most obvious one for me was actually Isaiah Livers. Um, easy pickup, um, very cheap contract, another year, no brainer. Um, we were spoken on that. And in that same boat is um, Alec Burks, um, an option for about $9 million, provides so much. Um, and we've spoken on him throughout the season. As soon as he started sitting out, you know, you could see how <laughs> how bad our offense is, how hard it is to watch sometimes. Great shooter, great veteran. Um, and I'm excited for him to hopefully be here and be here with a team that's actually competing because he looked genuinely just like really, really good sometimes, like just a well above average NBA player, especially coming off that bench. I know he was towards the top end of the NBA players in points per game. Um, and then the final one, I had to pick between one of Eugene and RJ. This is something we've touched on. Um, and I would give Eugene Omarui that contract. I would extend the team option to Eugene Omarui. So I'm bringing back three guys. I'm curious to see if you guys have anything else on the team options and um, stuff related to that category. Gabe, what do you have for this? Uh, do we have any other team options aside those four? Uh, James Wiseman. So you're not picking up James Wiseman, Valley? Sorry, thought he was under one more year. I'm, I'm, I'm I am taking James Wiseman as well. Yeah. Okay, I would. I'd let Wiseman walk. Honestly, we don't need him. Uh, and I'd probably pick RJ over Burks. Uh, and yeah, the other two, it just makes sense. They're cheap. They're three and D wings, kind of. Well. Delivers is Burks. He's just a good, good player on a cheap contract and a great trade piece. Sorry, you would take RJ Hampton over Alec Burks? No, over uh, Eugene. Oh, okay, okay. RJ Hampton is not uh, under a team option next year. Oh. He just has his contract. Okay, well, good. <laughs> great. Honey, do you do you in a different direction with any of these guys? Oh no, yeah, I'm picking up Burks for sure. There's really no reason not to. Ten million dollars is like honestly a drop in the bucket for the for the salary cap at this point, and we need to pay people so that we hit the salary floor. Uh, Livers is also a no brainer. I'll take you. I'll pick Eugene up as well. Uh, I guess yeah. The one I'm a little uh, that that I'm a little bit uh, uh, unsure about would be Wiseman. Now I'm fully confident that Wiseman is going to get picked up because, uh, you know, we, we traded for him. Yeah. So he's going to get picked up, uh, but I can honestly take it or leave it. But now that I'm looking at the contracts, you guys know we paid Dwayne Dedman until 24, 25. <laughs> yeah, that was under the spree of Weaver. Uh, signing a bunch of people, waving him and striking. I still don't. I still didn't get the point of that one, but yeah, me neither. I'm sure there's a method or, or a reasoning behind all that. That's why I'm not an NBA executive. <laughs> what What's Wiseman's uh, money look like next year if we pick next up his option? Twelve million, and then the year after that, he's got a qualifying offer for fifteen. But that's when he would become like a free agent. Unrestricted, yeah. I mean, I guess I'd pick him up and I'd try to move 
Bagley over the summer. If we picked everybody up, it's $72 million um, total. And, you know, that still leaves you $60 million? Yeah. Do something with? So... There's there's money to be money to be sent out here. We're really, short. really wouldn't hurt. Which means it can be a lot of money for the rest of the free agent signings, guys who are not already under contract or have some affiliation with our team. Uh, I came in with a few guys that I've targeted here, um, but I want to hear from you first, Connie. Your biggest free agent targets for this offseason for the Detroit Pistons. Oh yeah, I got several at the guard position. Seth Curry. I also uh, have him. Really just beautiful movement shooter. Uh, could really play on any team. Is exactly what I'd want on this team as a spacer, as a guy to put in with, like, really any 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 roster that we've got going and, like, sort of increase the fluidity of it, increase how it works. Uh, coming off in patellar tendon tear, Victor Oladipo. Oh, man. A uh, little, little, little redemption year. Get him on the mini uh, minimum. Uh, he might want to. He could be fighting for it. And then the last guard I wanted, which y'all might not agree with, because he does not play offense, is Matisse Thybul. Uh, I would say I know Gabe doesn't like Thybul. I know y'all underrate him as a. Don't like him as a defender, but uh, he could just sort of cause havoc a little bit. I don't think he's the right, he might not be the right fit for this team. We'd need to get some other shooters to make that one make sense. But, uh, just as a, as a guy who could bring some defense, I'd like it. And then I had no centers cause we have enough centers. I don't need it. I don't want another center on this roster. Uh, but in the forward position, Harrison Barnes, which we talked a little bit about who would you rather have Jeremy Grant or Harrison Barnes? I think I'm choosing Harrison Barnes. Uh, he fits better within a team. I think he's also just better than Jeremy Grant. And so you, 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 you'd want him starting, I assume? Because, uh, I mean, we have Bogdanovich. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess that would depend on the draft, no? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, no, I'd want him starting. I'd want to go Cade, Ivy, Barnes, Bogdanovich, Wimbanyama. And then last guy, as a guy that could fill in in either the forward or the center spot when he's needed, a super high IQ guy who has really just kind of fit in everywhere he goes, and that is Dario Saric. Love me some Dario Saric. <laughs> yeah, it's a Not nice, a that's call. nice outside, outside shout. Um, Victor Oladipo, is he, is he going to be playing this upcoming season? Uh, word on the street was that he should be ready for next season. Okay. Okay, you threw out some answer names there. Um, Gabe, any other guys to add on to that list? Yeah, I do. And much like Connie, there's no, like, big fish to catch this year. So I'm going to have to throw a big name out later, but in a trade that I'd like to see over the summer. So same with Connie. I'm targeting kind of cheap guys, three-point shooters. Max Struess is on my list. Uh, Seth Curry I had. Tory Craig, I think just a perfect 3 and D. You can, you know, he's a playoff player. He doesn't have to start, but he can. Uh, Utah Watanabe in the same kind of role. Uh, Kevin Love, smart guy, cheap. He's a shooter. He's a vet. He's just a good player to have on your team. Uh, and that's pretty much it. I would not like Harrison Barnes. Just like, I think 
I mean, if we do get Wemby, I think a Wemby Duran or a Wemby Stu lineup is better than anything that uh, Harrison Barnes can contribute. I'm uh, I'm actually pretty open to Harrison Barnes, especially you know in my ideal offseason, we move off of Bojan Bogdanovic, um, already lacking wings. I think bringing in a guy who has championship pedigree and just plays Bogey's better than Barnes. Yeah, perhaps, um, but he also definitely not in the defensive end. Um, Harrison Barnes has, has shown to be able to just fit in anywhere, you know, play with superstars, young superstars in Golden State, uh, fit his role there, doing the same thing, kind of a similar role with uh, with the Sacramento Kings now. Uh, I, I had some similar names, but I have a few guys that I want to say um, that you guys didn't uh, mention. I'm kind of surprised Austin Reeves didn't get a mention. Um and especially if, like Connie, you mentioned earlier, if we move off of Killian Hayes this summer, there's a hole in the back of point guard spot. Um, it most likely wouldn't be Corey Joseph, especially if we try to make that leap to be competitive. Um, and if, we make, if we attempt to make that leap, I think Austin Reeves is the perfect guy, um, a perfect third guard to have. He's got good size, obviously has experience playing with superstars. So the ball, so he knows how to play with the ball, not in his hand. Um, when Kate will have it, when Ivy will have it. Um, and then I picked two kind of like four or five. Um, guys, because again, I don't think we need that much size, but I would be open to a four, um, especially if it was Grant Williams, because he's just such a threat from outside the arc. Um, you know, I think he'd be kind of fitting in that Isaiah Stewart role. Um, and again, not too much money. Same with this guy who is restricted, but PJ Washington, I think he's had a really good year out in Charlotte, um, expanded his game quite a bit. He could fill in well. And then just one final guy, Yes, he was on this team last season, but Rodney Magruder is an unrestricted free agent. Um, I would welcome Rodney back with open arms to this team. I For still think sure. he's got nice stuff to provide on the end of that bench. For sure. Can I add one more guy? And this is uh, situational, so yeah. not guaranteed that it'll happen. But uh, if Jalen Brown misses all NBA, it makes no fiscal sense for him to extend with the Boston Celtics making him an unrestricted free agent in this summer. Uh, we could get our hands on some Jalen Brown. I'm throwing everything at Jalen Brown. Sweet. That That's exactly sweet. who my player was that I was going to trade for because I think he will make NBA extend and then Celtics, I don't know. We saw what happened yesterday against the Hawks. They might get better. I don't, yeah, I don't think they're going to win the championship. So maybe... Like Dame to Boston, Brown to us, and a bunch of picks, Bogey, Wiseman to Portland, kind of. But either way, so yeah, that it could value if we can move on, kind of, unless you have another person that kind of leads into my dream lineup for next year. Yeah, very happy to transition to that. All yours. Uh, yeah, so absolute dream lineup is Cade, Ivy. Jalen Brown, Wemby, and Duran with Killian, Burks, Max Struess, Livers, and Stu off the bench. I just think there's so, so much flexibility. You can go a defensive lineup with Brown at the two, move Stu into the lineup, a three-point with Struess and uh, Wemby at the five, five out with Struess, Brown, Wemby as like the front court. There's just a lot of – it would be a very modern team. Obviously, a lot of stars, shooting, defense, ball movement, wingspan, everything. We'd be a legit, like, top four seed, I think, with that lineup. Yeah. I would love that. I mean, 
I mean, bringing in a guy like Jalen Brown would be really big for the city of Detroit, you know, having just not have much power um, in free agency. Obviously, the last big guy we pulled in was was Blake Griffin, and that, that didn't do too well for us. Um, Real quick on contracts, yeah. we forgot a part of contracts, unless you were about to get to it. No, uh, no contract extensions. Uh, we got two guys uh, on this team right now that are eligible for those rookie extensions this coming summer. And that is Killian Hayes and Isaiah Stewart. Um, what are we thinking? I'm very comfortable giving Isaiah Stewart that extension right now. I have no doubt that he's here for the long-term future, um, which I'll quickly just get into my idea of starting five, and I'll touch right back to, to what you're on here, Connie. Um, so Cade and Ivy, clearly the backcourt for me. Um, but I have a little twist in mind because obviously Victor Amanyama is in there, so he's going to be my three. And then I'm rocking with Stu, and I'm rocking with Jalen Duran. So a huge lineup that I think defensively would just excel, um, which would instantly make us, you know, competitive on a nightly basis. And then it's a realistic. Back, what's up? It's a realistic lineup. Yeah, and, and that's one. Yeah. that's what's so exciting about it. Um, and then the back of you know, I went with Killian, Alec Burks, and then Harrison Barnes with Isaiah Livers as the wings. And then why not keep uh keep James Wiseman floating around here? Um, but touching back on Killian Hayes, I I definitely would not give him that extension this summer. We tried to do that um this 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 uh offseason before this one, you know, try to maybe you know ignite a fire in him, get him going. Cause we cause we did pick up his his team option way before we needed to, um, uh whenever that date was on his last contract pickup. But this one. He needs to prove something for sure. Um, I, I would definitely lean towards it's probably like 60, 40, 60 percent. I would say he will eventually get that um, for me. I do think the front office uses him a bit differently than our than our fans. But Stu, yeah, give him it. To, give it to him right now if you want. Um, I'm comfortable giving him a lot of money. Killian, he's got to prove more to me. Yeah, I'm in the same uh, agreement. You know, if K- Killian becomes an unrestricted free agent and end of next year no team is throwing <laughs> gonna throw any money at him we can you know throw a contract too if we want to keep him around Stu I'd love to keep like a four for 70 something like that kind of the most four for 80 even he's going to be a great player Connie, yeah. your uh, ideal starting five for next season, taking those factors into consideration. Oh, man. Ideal starting lineup is a... <laughs> ideal starting lineup is we go a little crazy with it. Uh... Oh, I should have thought about this more. Cade, okay, if it's the lame one, it's Cade, Ivy, Bogey, Duran. Wemby, backup, whatever point guard, because we don't have a point guard right now. Or Hayes, Burks, forward, forward, Wiseman, Livers. Uh, but if we do trade Bogey in some way, my ideal starting lineup, and this depends on how like actually good at basketball Wembenyama is. But what about a Cade, Ivy, Stewart, Duran, Wembenyama starting lineup? Yeah, that's what I just that's what I just oh, said. You said my bad. <laughs> I was, yeah, I think, at, I was yeah. looking at market values. Sorry. Uh, I, know, I think yeah. That's the most exciting lineup for me, just because I like 
I'm wondering how teams would beat us um, with so much rim protection, so much like flexibility in the defensive end. They uh, don't really, us. <laughs> really come down to how well we the Pistons could shoot the ball. Um, yeah, Stu is like he's getting better, but he's not quite reliable. Duran is a non-shooter. Wemby, we just don't know. Ivy is not a great shooter. Kate is not a great shooter. So I guess how they would stop beat us is just by like hacking the paint. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, anything, guys? Anything else you guys want to touch on for our ideal off season for the Detroit Pistons this summer? All right, then. Much awaited segment. Gabe, the floor is all yours. Tell tell the fans what uh what you got here for us. All right, so watching uh, the Knicks destroy the Cavs and the Nuggets destroy the Timberwolves kind of highlighted two players for me. And off of that, I decided to make my uh, all-NBA cupcake team. Connie, I hope this isn't too personal for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so obviously the captain has to be Carl Anthony Towns. Extremely soft. Doesn't play defense. <laughs> uh, got shut down by Aaron Gordon, who's like, what, three, four inches smaller than him. Uh, he's the captain. And obviously, there's going to be a lot of bigs because they're usually the ones that stand out if they can't rebound or play defense. C- 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 coming in next to him, DeAndre Ayton. Uh, just waiting for him to get matched up against the big and the Suns will lose like the next series, I think. And then... Pistons legend James Wiseman, uh, he's just soft. I think Mike would agree with me on that one. And then in that Cavs series, I'm gonna go with Evan Mobley, being oh, absolutely man, dogged by on. any big man. Evan Mobley doesn't rebound; he Dude. can't hold his ground defensively. <laughs> Twenty-one years old. This is his first playoff experience. He's also seven foot one. He's also lanky as shit, man. Like he's all right. Keep that, like, keep that Mobley energy. You're gonna see in five years. This okay. <laughs> All right, in five years, yeah, sure, maybe. But for the next like few years, like he's just not a uh, he's he doesn't have the dog. Uh, <laughs> and then my one guard, just because I couldn't think of a fifth player, is a uh, Bradley Beal. I've never seen him play defense. Never seen him take a charge or grind, really. He's just a good scorer, which for me doesn't uh, exclude you from the cupcake category. <laughs> Do you have any guys you'd like to throw in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, along with, you just made me think of this guy because you said Bradley Beal. Zach Levine. Oh, uh, yeah. Who somehow maintains that he thinks he's a good defender. Um, funny. And then controversial pick, Dylan Brooks. Oh, yeah. Man, talking a lot of smack, but these last two losses against the Lakers refuses to talk to the media. I'm sorry, man. If you if you talk if you talk stuff when you're up and you're running away from the media when you're down, that's cupcake material right there. Yeah. It's a I'll good play call. it to his face, man. He could pull up. <laughs> I don't have anyone to add. The only guy I tell you I can disagree with you on is is Evan Mobley. But the other guys, it's it's hard to make a case for any of them. That oh, yeah, I also disagree there. on Evan Mobley. It's just like watching Josh Hart grab rebound after rebound over him. Julius Randle moving him like he's nothing. He's just skinny. <laughs> Anyways, 
Buffs on fans, uh, tell us what you think about Gabe's all-first-team cupcake list. Let, let us know if you think anybody else deserves to be in there. Uh, maybe a Jalen Green or something. D'Angelo hey, Russell. Uh, we want to hit a quick tankathon spin for you guys because the draft is around the corner. Ben Simmons. 20. What's up? Oh, we missed Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. He didn't play enough games to – to hit the to qualify, yeah. he's underbaked. For the cupcake team, if you're too soft to play, does that help you or hurt you? <laughs> Got to look at the rule book for that one. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. But uh, we talked a little bit, just a little bit about a little playoff basketball, and I just want to, you know, see if you guys have any early takeaways from this first round, any any hot takes you see coming out because I have one that I just I was bugging to get out here, and it's about the New York Knicks. Go because ahead. they look unstoppable at the moment. And when I'm looking at their potential next-round matchup, it's the Milwaukee Bucks who are currently trailing to the shorthanded Miami Heat. Three games to one. like it's the Heat, yeah. So in this world where Miami moves on, they still don't have Tyler Hero. You know, he's out with that broken finger. Butler slows down a little bit. I see the Knicks not just closing out the Cavs, moving on to the next round. And in fact, winning that next round and going to the conference finals, where at that point anything's possible, you know, like Milwaukee's not there, maybe. Um, um, Philly is is, I don't know, a lot of question marks about Philly and Bede's health. Uh Boston only up three two right now, a lot of question marks about them. And then you look here to the West. I, I can't thoroughly say any team is that much better than the New York Knicks in the West. Call me crazy. My incredibly hot take is that the Knicks are going to be the next NBA champion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see him winning the East. Boston has not looked that convincing. Milwaukee's might lose in the first round. But I have a hard time seeing this Knicks team beating like the Suns or something in the finals. Or the Nuggets, yeah. But if they get there, you know, anything's possible. It's sort of less like that, though. You know, it's a seven-game series. But uh, I like that take. I like that take. I could definitely see them moving on to the conference finals. And then, like you said, anything can happen. Embiid gets hurt again. Celtics can continue to shoot bad from three because that's all they do now. Yeah, it could happen. I mean, yeah, Boston and Philly are going to beat each other out. He's gotta be one of those two guys. Yeah, they're tough. They're a tougher team than Boston right now, for sure. Like from a like just from a mentality standpoint. Uh, what about the Nuggets Suns series coming up? I honestly, yeah. I got the. I am a little skeptical on Denver, having watched him in the first round. Um, Murray looks great. Role players are role playing, but I don't know, like. They struggled really to get over the hump um, against Minnesota. Minnesota really gave them a run for their money. And I mean, they won in five. It put enough doubt in my mind, though. It was though. a tough five. It was like those last couple games were pretty tough. Yeah. It put enough doubt in my mind to say, I think Phoenix wins that, and I'll say six games. Like, they have issues with bucket getters. Like, they were having issues with Anthony Edwards and a little bit with Cat even in their last game. Like, if they got it started, like, who's how are they guarding Kevin Durant? Aaron Gordon, probably the best guy left in the playoffs. Yeah, what if Garden? they bring Jokic into a screening action? And then it's like, oh, all right. Like, NBA defense is not one-on-one. Like, you put AG on one guy, but they're going to screen, screen, screen until something happens. And at some point, you're going to find a mismatch. At some point, Jokic is going to either come up too high or drop. Or I don't know. I just think, like, Bruce Brown, KCP are pretty perfect defenders for Book. 
Uh, they might be a little small. Uh, Aaron Gordon on book would be great as well, but then yeah, even no one for KD. Uh, I just think there's going to be an injury, either Chris Paul or KD. So I, I don't know. I'll go Nuggets just because I still think Jokic is the best player in the series. But that's going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah, this is, this is the when it really starts picking up. Uh, anything else you guys want to touch on from uh, what we've seen in the very short amount of playoff basketball? I was right about Ja being the, th- the third best player in the series. You were wrong about that. Ja is so clearly the second best player. How is Anthony Davis better than Ja Morant? Davis has been the best player, I think, of the series. He's you completely unstoppable defensively. Uh, how many blocks does he have so far this this series? 25? He had, yep, 13 points last night on, oh, no, sorry, that wasn't last night. Game yeah, he's, he had 13 points on four for 14 shooting. Last night, he had 12 points on four for 13 shooting. Like, he's I mean, it's, shots, but he's just, like, completely useless on offense some of these nights. And John I mean, he's also going against straight in the Tillman. And Jaron Jackson Jr. He's yeah, and Jaron Jackson Jr. But, I mean, it just – for me, the defense between, like, JJJ and Davis is pretty – like, there's a gap. Davis, I, I like, kind of destroys him. In every I, single I, possession, JJJ is just like he's too young. You can, I don't know. I just think if it comes down to it, I'd rather have LeBron or Davis. Well, LeBron, yeah, I'd rather have LeBron. But, LeBron uh, literally was sleepwalking these yeah. first games, and he's putting up these stats. LeBron, I'm not saying, but I'm saying that it's LeBron, Morant, Davis for this series. I second what Condi says right there. <laughs> Anyways, we'll see as that series closes out with the Lakers up three to one. But that's all we have for our uh, offseason preview here um, from the Buffs on fans, from the Buffs on pod. But we do want to hit you with a tankathon spin. Um, and we'll quickly say who would we take at this position because we're only 20 days away from finding out where we be picking in this upcoming draft. It's sooner than you think, guys. It's coming right up. So our lottery spin. As I was picking at five, <laughs> top of your head, Pistons are picking five. What are you guys doing? Who are you taking? Picks getting traded. Second it. I'm trading it. Yeah, same. But if we choose, once again, four or five, I'd go Taylor Hendricks. He's going to be a player. I have no real opinion. <laughs> I'd be too depleted if we if we pick at number five. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you could you could honestly be whoever. I'd be pretty. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you guys for listening. If you're still listening at this point, really appreciate it. Drop us a follow, leave us a review, let us know what you think about the pod. Really appreciate you guys listening to yet another episode. So for the for now, throw the buffs on Detroit. The future is bright. <laughs>